to the one, two, three show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking to ophthalmologist Dr. Jason Yam about his eye care program that provides free eye care examination services for underprivileged children in Hong Kong. And Dr. Yam is also an associate professor from the Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. And he's also one of the awardees of the 2021 Hong Kong Humanity Award, which is co-organized by the Hong Kong Red Cross and RTHK. Congratulations, Dr. Yam, and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Hello, Noreen. Hello, everybody. It's my great honor to be able to join you. It's so nice to meet you here. And for our listeners, um, if you can join us on Facebook this afternoon, we are live as well on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And we'd love for you to join us there and, and comment. Um, first of all, uh, congratulations to you on receiving the Hong Kong Humanity Award. Um, what, what a great achievement, Dr. Yam. H- how do you feel about being a recipient of this award? Thank you so much, Noreen, for your very kind word and encouragement. Uh, in fact, I, I'm truly humbled for getting this award. Uh, I think this is a recognition. In fact, it's not to me because uh, it is our teamwork to serve together. So I hope this is a kind of recognition to our whole team, to all our volunteers, and also to those who are serving uh, our next generation. I'm really humble and uh, amazed by having this uh, big honor, and I'm I'm very thankful for that. It's so humbling to to hear you say those words that this award doesn't just belong to you, but but your whole team, and you're sure leading a, a great team to help many uh, children, underprivileged children in, in Hong Kong. Um, maybe let's go back to the beginning, Doctor Yam. What made you want to become an eye doctor? Yes, uh, I. I, I Many different doctors are doing excellent job and different specialty are also uh, great. But to me, in fact, when you, you know, when you are, you cannot see anything, it is very terrible. And uh, so vision is very important. And that's why it is, I'm very, it's very rewarding to become an eye doctor that we can restore the vision of people and we can bring them to see the light. And in particular, I would like to share one story. Is uh, I was amazed by a doctor uh, uh, who is uh, uh, who has been to Arvingstein for five years to do some missionary work there uh, when I was a year two medical student. So, and at that time, I decided I I, I understand having being an eye doctor can be doing some service very portable. We can go outreach to some places and to do cataract surgery, to do something that can cure people's uh, eye disease. So it is very dramatic. I'm, I'm truly uh, uh, thankful that I can be part of the eye team to serve uh, our public. Exactly. And we hear these stories how sometimes all it takes is a, a small surgery and it can really mean light and dark for, for some of the children and some of the people. And because they don't have these, um, yes. they don't have uh, access. Uh, uh, surgery can really help many eye problems that they can see again. So uh, we are very privileged that uh, we can have the trust for our patient and then we can operate on them and we can help them to see again. 
Yeah. How do you use your platform as an eye doctor to educate uh, parents and children about eye health? Because I remember growing up, we didn't really have a lot of talks about eye health. How do you use your platform? May I share another story with you? Uh, yes. In fact, in 2016, uh, one day I received a message that it is a news that a one-year-old boy, uh, he died oh. because of his sudden death because of the uh, uh, brain metastasis of uh, some hydrocephalus uh, and then compressing on the brain stem. And to no more further, in fact, it is one of my patients. One of my patients that I see a few months ago, and in fact, it is a patient with eye cancer, I'm so sorry. a child with eye cancer. But unfortunately, uh, it is a, uh, the parent found them very late, a very delayed onset, they a late presentation. And in fact, um, and then the parents refused further treatment. Um, they go to find some alternate medicine and hopefully they won't, it's kind of denial phases. We try to find many social workers, even uh, a lot of different parties, but we are not able to get the child back to treatment. And finally, the, the child died. It is a very unfortunate uh, 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 story to me and also have a much impact to me that because the parents do not have any eye knowledge to for eye detection. In fact, they are, it's not their responsibility because everyone of us, uh, the public have generally have little knowledge. Uh, in particular for eye cancer, okay, if we found that the pupil is a white pupil, when we shine a torch, when we take a picture, if the pupil is not red, but is white, it can be a kind of eye cancer. So people do not know that. And I feel very, I have a strong response, part of the responsibility to do more. That's why I'm very thankful to Children Cancer Foundation uh, in Hong Kong that we partner with them together to organize another program, which is part of our children program, that to go to educate people that for a newborn from the first years to the age of five, when you take a flash picture, flash photography, if you found there's a white pupil, then you need to be alert it could be eye cancer or some eye disease. You need to go to see eye doctor early. So uh, very fortunately, after the program, we reach a lot of different parents and then we have a very early detection of those unfortunate baby with eye cancer. And then we can help them to restore their eyesight. So it is very thankful for that. Generally speaking, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, you know, a lot of parents, their knowledge is not, they're not very knowledgeable. I mean, as a parent myself, I I, I didn't know that, you know, if you detect the, the, the white pupil. So what is the level of knowledge for parents that you've come across? Do they know anything about some of the signs and the symptoms that something is wrong with their children's eyes? Uh, I think a lot of the times it's when the child tells you, oh, it's her, it's my eyes are hurting. Um, and sometimes babies can't tell you that. Yes, uh, they back. Uh, so uh, I'm also a parent, and we know that every parent loves their children. They can do whatever they can for their children. But unfortunately, they do not have that knowledge. As, uh, they back in 2015, uh, that uh, we have done a survey, and we found that in general, some parents, in particular from lower income families, their general knowledge in terms of what is myopia 
and the OPA, Lady I, that they do not understand if the child uh, have a late detection of the eye disease beyond the age of eight, it can become permanent. Mm -hmm. It is not reversible. In particular, this affect more on low income families. And that's why in 2015, uh, we as a team wish to do something for our society because as eye doctor, we believe it is also our responsibility to educate those in need and also to help those uh, in particular need to, to, to have early detection. So therefore in 2015, we started the, our program is a CUHK Hong Kong Children Eye Care Program. And now it's uh, the third phase. Third phase is CHK Jockey Cup Myopia Prevention Program. So they back in these seven years, we are very thankful and very fortunate that uh, 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 continuously in, four, uh, in seven years time, we can be able to participate and to able to serve some of the family in need. And we can help some family to have early detection of the eye disease for the children and early treatment and therefore restore their eyesight. Yeah, seven years ago, Dr. Yam, it started uh, as a small initiative, and now it's a it's a full fledged children eye care program. What did you learn along the way? What what did you encounter any challenges? There are so many challenges, but uh, I found that teamwork is really important, and I am amazed by the passion of so many people around me. I'm just only a single person and I, my, my power is very little. I have done very little, but, but if without the others, there's nothing be possible. But I found that in Hong Kong, there's so many people with a heart to serve. Whenever we bring out the need to different people, suddenly there's so many people around us wanting to join. In particular, our community partner, they help us to find uh, a lot of, uh, uh, we have a lot of honorary consultant community partner in our program. They go to find the needy children for us. And also, um, I was thankful to my department, Professor uh, Clement Tan, Professor Kelvin Pan, and Mandy, and Guy, and, and, and also uh, Gum. Uh, we all work together, and uh, we, and also uh, uh, when we see the need, there's many people hoping to join, and we are very thankful. Over the past seven years, uh, more than a hundred eye doctors, they come to help us. It is amazing because uh, both in private and in public, uh, senior and junior, they all come to serve with us. I, I haven't thought of this and that's why I, I believe uh, when we do something to help people and not for yourself, when people can see it, they would like to join. And over the years, we have a 500 medical students, nursing students, uh, 3,000 secondary school students and uh, uh, 600 volunteers on week weekend in our uh, eye clinic, they come to serve with us a uh, whole day. So I'm very thankful that we can be able to work together so that uh, we can do a little for our next generation. Wow, it sounds like the dream team. There's so many sort of doctors from the private uh, sector also on board as well. Dr. Yam, can you share with us, um, earlier you said there's a sort of golden period before eight years old. Um, when these children come in, what are you looking for? What sorts of things are you trying to detect? Number one, we want to see whether there is any amblyopia, what we call lazy eye. Because children have a characteristic, even though you have a one eye, cannot see anything, the child will not 
will not be alert for this because using having one good eye, they can still walk around, they can still uh, uh, have a good academic result. People uh, uh, do not be aware of it. So all children must have an eye check before age of eight. Better or more comprehensive eye check. We want to detect some things, for example, the lazy eye, the screen, and also, and in particular now, in currently, especially of the COVID, the myopia is getting very, very prominent. Myopia is not just a small eye disease. Myopia meaning that the short-sightedness, the eyeball is getting longer. In fact, our next generation is threatened by the myopic boom. When you have a high myopia, 600 degree, you have a 850-fold increase in the risk of getting retinal disease, macular degeneration in future. So basically, what we are hoping to do is we want to prevent our next generation from suffering from fast progressing myopia and to prevent their future to develop sight-threatening eye problems. And what are some ways to prevent it? I, I hear sometimes taking breaks from looking at the screen or looking at things that are far away. What can parents do to, to help alleviate this? Yes, uh, uh, I hope all the parents uh, listening to this, uh, uh, joining us uh, can understand that we need to bring the child outdoor. Two hours per day, 14 hours per week is helpful. We need the more light so that we can have a short, uh, slower progression of the myopia. We need to have a good reading habit. Every 30 minutes, we need to take a break. We can uh, and also we need not to have a too far, too short distance, too close distance. We need to have a uh, 30 centimeter for reading distance, and uh, we need to have a bright environment to read. And of course, we can have a uh, other eye jobs. Uh, method to slow myopia and also we have some optical methods, some special glasses, contact lens that we can help to slow down myopia. Yeah, I mean right now classes are sort of resuming online once again. Um, what's your prediction? Are, are we going to see more children uh, needing glasses? Well, yeah, we have been doing our research and we have uh, do a press release uh, uh, last year on the August that, that during the COVID uh, restricted uh, less outdoor time. In fact, the myopia on occurrence is 2.5-fold increase. It is a huge surge. So uh, and after that, we have been advocating the uh, child to have a less screen time, more outdoor time, uh, etc. So even though it is now uh, online learning, the child can still have a, under safe condition go more outdoor to have more outdoor time is better. Yeah. Dr. Yam, is myopia also hereditary as well? Myopia is also is a complex. It's, uh, partly it's due to the hereditary and partly it's due to environmental. If both parents are highly myopic, the, ch- the child having risk of having myopia is 12, 12 times higher. So it's very times hereditary. higher. Wow. Yes. And so, and so, the best way is to best best cure is prevention. So, really, just to limit screen time when you can, and two hours a day outdoors, and try and read outdoors as much as possible is the way to to prevent it. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah. Um, going back to, a little bit to your um, eye care program, apart from uh, success stories that you, you've shared, um, what about um, helping those patients that you, you can't really help, that at the end um, th- th- their eye problem won't be corrected or, or you can't help? How, how do you then help them see the light at the end of the, the, the tunnel? Or how do you help them keep um, be optimistic? I have a, a boy. It is uh, when we found we went to the eye program. It's about seven. Uh, then we noticed uh, the boy has some nystagmus, shaky eye, and then we do a lot of investigation and found that the boy is having inherited retinal disease and only have forty percent of the eye eyesight. And um, it is good that we have do early detection for him. But unfortunately, some some eye problem cannot be cured at the moment, and the boy cannot have further improvement. But what can we do as an eye doctor? Uh, we encourage him. I encourage him, and uh, we uh, try to encourage him to study. And he is very good at mathematics. <laughs> now he's just graduated from primary six. And I'm very fortunate to be able to join uh, his graduation ceremony. And he is the number one. Uh, he's wow. the first in the whole uh, form. And he has got into a very good uh, high school. So in fact, uh, this is, uh, as a doctor, there's a famous saying um, to cure sometimes, to relieve often, and to comfort always. Uh, what we can do sometimes very little. You can you'll be amazed for many little kids. They have a strong resilience and they're very optimistic to see the future. And they are very positive in their way. They they can even though have the limitation of the suboptimal vision, they still work very hard. I'm very, very touched by this little boy story and it encourage us to do more and to help more. Even though sometimes we cannot really help too much, but it is very privileged for me and for our team that can walk with them and they can get into part of their journey and to know how amazed they are facing and how optimistic they are facing their life. And so I think not just our physical eyesight. In fact, many of our next generation, many of our kids, they also need to see their vision. Even though their their eyesight is really not very optimal, but they can still have the vision to strive for their bright future. And this is, I'm amazed by this uh, little boy, and I hope this can also encourage those children and those uh, youth that if despite of the limitation of that you are having, then you can still strive for your best to serve the society. What an amazing and inspiring story. It's so heartwarming to hear how resilient children are. And uh, despite of some difficulties of not having full vision, he's still really striving. Uh, he's still really doing such a great job in his school and getting into such a great secondary school. Thank you for sharing that story, Dr. Yam. So I, I think our listeners also want to get to know you a bit better. So as an eye doctor, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do for fun then? Um, I'm. Uh, I don't have a lot of hobbies. Uh, I am. I enjoy so working uh, with uh, what I believe is good. But I sometimes go running. 
because during the running, uh, I can be have a, a long time, me time. Okay, I can be calm and I can think about what I should do better during the walk, uh, during the running time. So I enjoy running and uh, that is my hobby. Yeah, and sometimes when you run, you can sort of clear your mind a little bit. I, right, I exactly. I, I love uh, doing this uh, to, so that we can already, always uh, realign our goal, realign our vision, because there's so many distractions around us. So we need to have realign our our goal to follow our passion to do better. Yeah. Finally, Dr. Yam, uh, relating back to the award, uh, what are some of your plans to promote the humanitarian spirit uh, to more people in the future? I think that our ads, in fact, I'm I'm very privileged because uh, I work in university. I work as a doctor. I can. Uh, reach out to our students, uh, also university student, medical student, nursing student, high school student, and we can also reach out to parents. We, uh, we are very privileged that uh, through our service together, in fact, it is kind of a teaching. Our program is not just a service program, it's, not, uh, it's also a teaching program. So many different uh, students and parents joining us, in fact, it is also a kind of teaching and also passing on. We call our volunteer as ambassador. The reason is because they, after they joining us, in fact, they are one of us and they got our vision and they will pass it on. So I hope through working together, through, uh, uh, we can spread out this kind of humanitarian work, even though we are doing very little. Sometimes we are not helping too much, but this is a way that we can help our people around us. I think this can make a better society for us. Dr. Yam, you're so humble. You're helping children uh, see and, and restoring vision. Um, I, I wish you and your team and uh, uh, you and your team and the ambassadors and all the children and the parents uh, the best of luck and happy new year to you all. And thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, we're chatting to Dr. Jason Yam about his eye care program in which he provides free eye care examination services to underprivileged around Hong Kong, uh, underprivileged children around Hong Kong. Hong Kong and Dr. Yam is also an associate professor from the Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences from the Chinese University of Hong Kong and he is the recipient of the 2021 Hong Kong Humanity Award which is co-organized by the Hong Kong Red Cross and RTHK. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you Noreen. Thank you for everyone. Thank you so much. Now and then.